it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And we are on the elevator ride, second to the last one for 2022. I'm all in. Same. And you know, I'm sure, actually, I'm certain, because people are like, Jen, are you going to end it with um, wrapping the year up and doing like a final, yeah, recap summary? Not today. Today, actually, we're going the total opposite into first impressions. Oh, And then we're going to expand more on that. But anyways, to everyone that celebrated whatever holiday they observe at this time or didn't celebrate um, a holiday, which is totally fine. We just want to say, hey, hope you had a good time. Had good time off. Because anytime someone offers me a day off from work and pays me for it, I'm all with it. Right. We had a four day weekend. Um, and then we're going right into another four-day weekend for New Year's. Is it four on the, that uh, weekend, too? Please tell me it is. That's what I've planned for. I hope so. That would be phenomenal. I believe it is. Nice. Yeah, so two four-day weekends. And usually, you know, Corey, I'll take the days in between. So, like, for three days worth of time off, you got, like, 11 days off in a row. Yeah. Um, I didn't do that this year because I got stuff to do, but that's all right. That's all right. So um, some of you might be wondering what kind of things Corey and I do. As you know, we don't um, do Christmas. And we've talked about it on a couple episodes, how that change was for us. And it was a tough um, transition. Yeah. (laughs) I think I grieved it for like three seasons in a row um, just because we were so into it. And I love the new traditions that are coming up, though. I just want to give a wonderful hey to our kids. Um, well, two of our three kids. So Kayla and Nathan, we were able to have dinner with them. We looked at lights. By the way, the lights in Rancho, um, they're known as thoroughbred you know, lights in the neighborhood. We waited three hours Three hours, and it was beautiful, but I'm still wondering if it was worth it. Um, well, I'll, I'll say this much. It was worth it for me because I had an opportunity to connect with both Nate and Kayla. We listened to all of our favorite music. Yeah, that was um, fun. And, and we really realized that we have similar taste in music because uh, some of the songs that Nate chose were songs that we had heard, yeah. and, you know, in, in our past and a lot of the songs that Kayla chose was a lot of the style of music that both Jen and I like. So, yeah, that was very exciting. Yeah. So thanks for reminding me of that. Parents, if you've got adult kids, that's the best. Because life gets busy. You have to stay in a car um, for a long period of time. So no one can go anywhere because no. you're we're stuck in the car together. We were stuck in a line that was like airtight because nobody was trying to let anybody take cuts (laughs) right it was getting aggressive out there it was so good well that neighborhood put on a good show and so and it's free yeah and so you're absolutely right three hours in the car alone with the kids great time awesome great time so let's talk about some great times as far as first impressions and Corey, it could be this year or any any time at all but these are things like Online dating, job interviews, meeting the parents, maybe walking through a new apartment or new home, um, new colleagues, love at first sight, 
uh, good people with bad handshakes. And some people <laughs> say that there's no do-over for a first impression. Let's talk about that. What do you say? Is that true or false? Definitely false. And you've proved that uh, from an interview that you did at your current employer. And I'd love for you to tell that story. But if I'm going to go first, then I will say this. Absolutely not true. Uh, you can definitely have a do-over on your uh, first impression. Yeah, I agree, too. And I know people are like, what? You know, first impression, it's done. So therefore, it's like a second impression. But no, you can absolutely have a do-over. And so let me describe or tell the story that, Corey, you're talking about. So the current employer that I have, this interview was, wow, over eight years ago. Yeah. And when they called me for the interview, I was already working somewhere else. And I knew that I had to move on anyways, but you know, that kind of way when you're in a job and you're just comfortable or situation, you're comfortable. And then you're like, Oh, I have to update the resume and look, you know, no, I didn't want to do it. So what was funny is I never applied to our current employer, a good friend of ours, who's a nurse there took my resume and forwarded it to them. And so I get a call and I'm like, hey, what's it going to hurt? Like, let me just interview. It's been a minute since I've interviewed for this type of position. Let me see how um, the industry's changed as far as its interview trends, right? So I write down the date, and what was intense was the job that I was at, doors just closed. Like, it was obvious. It was time to move on. Time so to go. I only had one job prospect, one employer prospect, and that was the place that had called me for an interview. Well, we had a bunch of transitions. Also, at that time, we moved into our home. I mean, I was already working another job for another health plan. So it was intense, right? I mixed up my date somehow or just forgot about it. So here's what happened. I go through life. I get a call, and it's the employer. HR. And they asked for me. And I said, yeah, this is Genevieve. How may I help you? She says, well, we were just calling to see if you're okay. Want to make sure everything's going well for you and nothing happened. Um, and I'm like, I'm fine. I said, wow, this is, you know, such a nice call. And she said, <laughs> well, we were wondering because you missed your interview. And that moment, this quote there are no do-overs for a first impression. And, oh, man, I was like, oh, I lost the opportunity for this interview. <clears throat> and so I said, I'm so sorry. I just lost my dates. And you know what she said? She said, well, of course, you know what she said. But to the people listening, you want to know what she said. I'll ask, answer for them. Yeah, what did they what did she <laughs> say? <laughs> she said, we'd actually love to still interview you if that's okay. I'm like, if that's okay, well, of course it's okay. Um, so we got the date. I made sure to get it down pat. And I thought to myself, man, this is not a good first impression. I missed the interview. I'm going in again. How do I clean this up? How do I salvage who I am? Like, right? Like, how's this going to look? So I go in and I meet the person who walks me in for the interview, who today is a very good friend of ours. Yes. Right. So 
she's so warm and friendly and it just made me feel so good. I walk into the interview room. There's three people. It's a panel interview and they were not smiling. And which is okay. Or maybe it was like a, uh, my imagination. So I go in and I introduce myself and I said, so I know what this looks like. And I know first impressions are everything. And I missed my interview. So first I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity again. And I'm wondering if we could be so kind as just to wipe the slate clean, like pretend that didn't even happen. And that this moment is actually the moment that I was supposed to interview. And then they smiled and we just proceeded. Mm. And so this is what I learned. You always want to address the elephant that's in the room, especially when it comes to first impressions. So if you've, um, messed up or you know you got so nervous you misrepresented yourself whatever the case may be being transparent and just honest about that moment and asking for grace always works absolutely and <clears throat> I'll, I'll say this you set the stage by saying we're going to act as if this was the moment that i'm supposed to interview and in that moment, you resolved within yourself was this is that moment and that's how you proceed. Yes. Talk about, um, you know, making sure the mindset was in the right place. Right, right. I needed to release that to be able to show who I was at the time of interview instead of holding on to that moment where I messed up. Right. I know they're not going to hire me because I messed yeah. up. I know this is going to go wrong because I messed up. No, you move out of that mindset and proceed as you said. So I'd like to talk about first impressions on when we moved into our current home. Mm. And it was a very strange process because we were literally, and, and you know, I'm not ashamed to say this, um, this circumstance that came about was one that would, Probably sound like a bad situation, but because we were in the process of renting at the time um, and that person who owned the house foreclosed on that house and could not afford it anymore, we were forced to a new residence. And so we had a short window to shop for the current house that we're in. And so let me just tell you this way. We had a budget. And we knew that we couldn't ex exceed that budget. We also knew uh, what our monthly income was and we knew what our yearly income was. And so we were very much so aware that this is kind of where we fit in. And so the houses that I was looking at, <clears throat> excuse me, were... We've got the frog in our throat kind of day. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a weird situation. Yeah, interesting. But... um. <laughs> The houses that I was looking at were purposefully not in the current city that we're in. And so I just kept feeling like, man, we're being led back to this city. And this is the city that I was born and raised in. And so here we go. And the house, and I'm not going to give you all the gory details, but the house that we finally ended up set, settling in, in my heart, I said, we cannot afford this. This is way out of our price range, and we probably should just move on. That's when I learned that some things are for you, and some things are going to be given to you whether you want them to be for you or not. And, mm. it, and, and it, when it's a good thing, it works out so much better. I could tell you that um, everything was just really 
clean in how we moved in, but it, it was a, one of those trying, faithful moments that we experienced. And then at the end of the day, we realized this was what was for us. And my first impression of it was, oh, my gosh, what a blessing. Yeah. Oh, that's bringing me back, Corey. Um, when, remember when we walked the kids through the house? Yeah. So when I say this, it is not an exaggeration. The way things opened up, um, we were literally waiting to see what was going to happen. And like you said, Corey, the house had foreclosed. So any, if anyone's never been through a foreclosure, you have a certain amount of time, a window to get out of the house. Right. And so if you're living there and the bank forecloses, they'll offer you money for keys or that you have to go through this whole process. So of course we took the money for keys And so we had to be out by a certain time. We were packed up and still kind of waiting for the final um, move to, to be approved. And yeah, so when we got this house, it was literally the day of, the day of, no exaggeration. And Corey, you and I didn't sweat a thing. We were having a great time with the kids and it was right around the holidays too, actually. It was in January, right after Christmas. Right, right. And so when we went in the house, I just was like, oh my goodness, this is like amazing. And we brought the kids and they didn't know that this was our home. No. They just thought we were kind of looking because we were in the middle of looking everywhere. And so they're like, this is so big. And they're, you know, like kids running around. Oh, if this was our house, this would be my room and this would be mine. And then we, we let them know that this is our home. And oh my goodness, just that feeling. Um, so yeah, the first impression of this home is still that. And I still still feel that way when we walk in this house. Yeah, I get uh, the the first time meets every time I walk in. And I, I remember that, that day. And yes, we told the story in a very compact manner. Uh, of course, a lot of this stuff took place over the course of uh, two months. But the thing about it was that, you know, I, I don't got two months to tell the story. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just trying to condense it and tell it the best way I possibly can. And hopefully you get the point. Love it. So speaking of first impressions, there's also the time when we're in the judging seat, if you will, where we're meeting someone for the first time or going through something for the first time that we judge too quickly. So it'd be like seeing this house. We could have picked the things that it didn't have, right? Um, And judged it too quickly instead of seeing it for all the potential and possibilities. So, what about a time where you might have judged too quickly? I've I've been very fortunate not to judge as quick as I used to as a younger man, only because I've been judged so much mm. on first impressions, first appearance, first, you know, and, and it's weird. If anybody knows me, they know that I love to dress well. And extremely well. So, yeah, you, you know that I like to dress well. Yeah. I, I never forget this. I went to a concert, and it was just the most strangest comedy of errors that was happening. And what, what ended up happening, 
I couldn't get dressed. I couldn't change clothes from my setup clothes, which we had to set up the whole sound system. Uh, and I just had to wear the clothes that I had on. And after the show, the guy, like a guy came up to me and he said, man, you guys played phenomenal. You guys really sounded well. He said, but you know what? You just need to dress a little bit better. You guys look kind of tacky. <laughs> I was like, oh, of oh. all the nights, <laughs> of all the nights <laughs> that I dress up. <laughs> This one night, someone says something about that. So, yeah, I, I've been judged so many times. I make sure to get a second, third, fourth, fifth impression of people before I, I cast a, a solid thought on what I think. Because of how it's been with you. Absolutely. Man, that's deep. That's deep. And, we, you know, if this was 2023, as we're going into real talk, I see that conversation expanding into something like even just being judged by the color of your skin or, you know, your gender, whatever that looks like. And so just FYI, everyone, these are the topics that we're going to go into next year. And, you know, I'm going to be honest for the first couple of years, speaking of first impression, first impression for us on take the elevator was everything right. Corey, like we didn't want to, um, really cross anyone nor do we i mean we still don't but we would tread very softly or if we found like we were going somewhere that might be a little risque we're like okay let's let's be safe we don't want to be sorry well let's talk about the climate and the temperature that we started the podcast we started in the middle of a pandemic that had a lot of questions i mean and, and when i say a lot of questions don't get the wrong impression of that statement so some people had um, positions that they had already taken on the pandemic, right. how it started, where it came from, and all this good stuff. And then some people just had honest questions, and we couldn't even ask the honest questions during that time. Right? Like if you ask, you know, is this safe? You were instantly put into a category of a conspiracy theorist, a non-vaxer, and. Yeah. I'm going to care about society. Um, and you're just trying to hurt everybody yeah. around you. That was just from asking a question. Right. And so it, was, it wasn't time to have a, a hardcore opinion. Mm -hmm. It wasn't time to ask questions. It wasn't even time to, to take a side. You just kind of had to be a sheep and go along with the flow. Now, did everyone become sheep and go along with the flow? Absolutely not. Uh, we didn't become sheep and just go along with the flow. We found out who we could ask questions of, and we found out who it was, uh, what safe places we could find to yeah. inquire about the, the the decisions that were being uh, given to us. Because it's, it's something to make a decision, but we were being given decisions to. And so um, we're able to do that now. We're able to ask those questions and, and hopefully this lasts for a little bit longer um, so that we can seriously dive into some important information and, and subjects. Yeah, absolutely. So we're excited about that. And we're going to also open up. We literally have a round table in front of us looking at two empty seats. So we are hoping and believing that these seats are going to be filled where we can continuously. Really, yeah. Where we can have conversations with other people and really create a space for having the differences, honoring them, and still 
being able to speak and be community and learn from one another, right? Yeah, because what is a, a true and honest interview without asking tough questions right? and some questions that you really don't know the answers to, but you really want to get to get to know? Yeah. And I, I got plenty. I have a ton of questions about a ton of different um, issues that are happening in our society today that I hadn't been able to ask, but feel comfortable now that it's time to do Mm -hmm. that. And so speaking of first impression, to your point, Corey, a time your reputation preceded you. I really want to hold on to this for next year um, because we've been doing this podcast for over two years. And, uh, you know, based on the feedback and not even the feedback, I'm just going to say that you and I have walked in our integrity Um, We stand behind everything that's come out of this podcast, whether it be um, right and incorrect information or things that we've learned from or things that we're like, yeah, you know, our gut said that and it panned out. Right. So just having that reputation with our listeners and hopefully the next season is a true elevation and we're hoping to see um, new people coming on on the elevator ride and taking a listen just because it's opening up the doors for them to think as well and ask the questions and again have that safe space right well a time that my reputation preceded me um was in santa barbara when we did the the lemon festival Uh and i had no idea that I had a reputation, number one. <laughs> and then number two, I, I didn't know That's that gotta it, feel good. It, it went before me and yeah. set up some kind of, you know, way I should enter and the way I should be. But I remember coming off the stage and the, the other bands, there was probably like five bands there that day. Mm. <clears throat> and when, when we came off, of, came off the stage, one of the guys said, man, I knew you guys were going to be so good. I, you guys are so good. I knew it. And he said, everybody was talking about how good you, and I was just like, wait, wow. what do you mean everybody? Who who else knew? So yeah, appa- Santa Barbara, right. Inland Empire folk. Apparently people did some research on us and looked up, Love you it. know, and I probably should have did the same, but I didn't not being cocky, but just not knowing I should do yeah. this. And so, um, yeah, that that was a time that our reputation uh, preceded us, and it it was a good thing. You know, I really enjoyed that. I walked away with a smile on my face. Absolutely. That must have been a very cool moment. Like, what? We got a few minutes left. How about a time that your reputation preceded you? Oh, this was just recently. So my dad's mom, my grandmother, my only living grandparent, is in a facility, um, and she has pictures up of her grandkids and one of the case managers came in and said, is that your granddaughter? And she said, yes, she is. Oh, he said, that's Genevieve. I know her very well. In fact, she taught me case management. So years have gone by now and I am just floored when I meet someone who I worked with directly or indirectly and the reputation, my reputation has preceded me. That's always a feel good, you know. Um, and it confirms, affirms, validates all the hard work that was put in before, yeah. you know. And just seeing um, the lasting impact that our reputation has had on people 
Um, there was a time before that where a reputation might not have been so good, but it's amazing <laughs> yeah. how things turn around right. and we're not held to the things of our past. And I can honestly say that you put in a ton of work in case management and a ton of work at your craft and it has paid off and will continue to pay off because you're diligent and a hard worker when it comes to that. So kudos to you and all that you do. Thanks. And right back at you. And then shameless man, everything. Anyways, <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, we just got real mushy Hallmark card. Like at the end of this episode, <laughs> You can hear the tears <laughs> rolling down our cheeks. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone wants to fill the seats, um, I'll be sharing all the news on my Instagram. Um, actually, our Instagram, take the elevator underscore podcast, and that'll all be on there. By the way, I have to make one more announcement. We are at almost, um, we're over two thirds of the way for the amount of initial followers we wanted on that Instagram page. So just a reminder, once we hit that first milestone, if you are a follower, you're going to be put in a raffle for an amazing prize. Um, so help me get there, share the page, please. And let's get this prize awarded. Shall we? Yes. Well, you know, us to take the elevator. We say, look up and let's elevate. elevate.